Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing What's me, bro. good with you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. podcast back um i just fucked up the intro again so hopefully we can edit that out how do i do that twice in a calendar year let alone like three months from each other um anyways boys are back uh me kmore matt b uh what's up fellas um i just want to start off our football episode with saying i'm fucking sorry for my picks because i was absolutely atrocious that's the last thing i'll say about it i was atrocious on my bets and my picks it's a new week we're gonna let it go everyone gets one this is my my game where I just didn't show up. Hey, you laid an egg, right? I laid an egg game. People they, lay eggs. That, everyone does it once a year. Yeah. This was my game, okay? I'll move on. We'll get past it. I won't move on. All right. Well, let's start with uh, NCAA recap. We had some great college football games um, and a slew of games for this weekend. So, K-Morgan, what do we got? Just another phenomenal week of you know college football. We had, we had a Pac-12 kickoff at 8 p.m. Oh, oh I love it. In a, like, oh, in, in a 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. Washington, Sunday morning. Washington, Oregon State at 8 p.m. kickoff and then Sunday morning. It was what's, just nonstop. What's funny is, I don't want to get in, into it too deep, but, you know, Kim Morgan's at my house, ended up staying there, and I was with the baby. I fell asleep, woke up. I was like, this is the middle of the night. I feel like it's middle of the night. It was like 11.45. I go to, like, take the dog out, go outside. And the TV's on still, and the fucking game's still on. Right. And it's like a minute left. And so K-Morg wakes up, and we end up watching like the end of the game together. But it's like, dude, I fucking love it. Dude, yeah, it's midnight. <laughs> I actually knocked out for a little bit. I wake up, and I'm like, what is I was like, oh, shit, six-point game. It's a good game. We started, like, like, we're both like, people thinking, you're like, oh, fuck, it's a good game. Like, six-point game, let's yeah. go. Felt like it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. I felt like, so late. Yeah. But, but that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, just constant football on Saturdays, which I fucking love. So, thought of football, Pac-12. Cool thing about the Pac-12 this year, I mean, we talked about the Sunday morning game. You know, UCLA-Cal plays because of, you know, COVID restrictions from ASU and Utah, I believe, they They're, canceled with. Okay, so yeah, UCLA and Utah canceled. Yeah. Cal and Arizona State canceled. Mm-hmm. So they but matched those you, guys up. But the Pac is the only conference that can mix and match games like that. Yeah, because There's, of the travel? I guess. Well, no, they basically, has- just the conference basically said, if you are able to pick up games, do it. Because so, they're already behind. Yeah. yeah, they're already behind the eight ball in general because they're only legit. playing seven games. So kudos to UCLA and Cal and the Pac-12 for piecing that together for all programs and universities. And UCLA yeah. rolled. Good for UCLA. Yeah. You know, they're, Chip Kelly's starting to maybe turn the maybe. corner. Maybe. Show they like a, what he's got. They lost to Colorado week one, but Colorado's a good football team. But they put up points, and that's yeah. what Chip Kelly does. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the defense is going to take a little longer than the offense because that's not his forte, but – I mean, anyways, I love Pac. So. Yeah, no, cool to see the Pac doing that. I Like I said, it's with everything going on in 2020, it's nice that they're allowing things like this to happen and go on. And it was cool to have a Sunday morning game. We're watching Masters. We're watching college football. We're getting ready for NFL. So it was awesome. So, great but getting, getting into the Saturday recap, what we saw, um, biggest game that I think a lot of people had a lot on their eyes was number two, Notre Dame versus BC, Boston College. Notre Dame rolls 45-31. This is the game CY had in my ear all week. Red bandana for Boston College. They're going to cover 13. 
Notre Dame prevails, number two team in the country. Boston College, good football team. Kept, it, kept it tight. Yeah. 14 points is not a blowout by any means, but yeah. Notre Dame stays tough. It's a rivalry game nonetheless, I, and they get it done. Yeah, I just love that Ian Book stayed stayed hot. That swagger. He kept that swagger going. Yep. He, yeah. he played a good game, man. Yeah. He was a difference maker of a sloppy game on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think six to- turnovers total in the game. Yeah. Uh, BC fumbled a bunch. I think Notre Dame fumbled a couple times. Um, they tried. BC tried early to make it a game. Um, and then just too many mistakes, and the better team just pulled away. Yeah, that's just what it came down mm-hmm. to. The better team just pulled away. Um, I was talking to K. Morgan. I want to get you guys' opinion on this. Like, I'm struggling with Notre Dame. Like, I'm struggling to figure out. They're obviously a good team. They're obviously an elite team. But are they on that level with those other elite teams? I just don't know. I that that's where to me it's like if it's a struggle. Ian Book's last two games says anything. It says they can be. I mean, it all depends on him. They have an elite offensive line. They do. Defensive line is probably the best in the country. But the defense gives up points. They give up points, but, I mean, they they have playmakers. They can stop the run. Pass defense is a little suspect at, at point. Um, but Ian Book, if he plays like this, 20 for 27, 280 he, and 3, uh, and then ran another you know 70 yards and a touchdown. Agreed. He has to he, play like this. They will compete with every team if he plays like that. The good news going in Notre Dame's favor, in my, in my opinion, is there's not really an elite defense in college football this year. Like, well, they are yeah. actually the most elite defense in college football and, on paper. And they're not even really elite. I mean, you give up 31 to Boston College, I don't, I don't consider you an elite. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about elites were like, the 9-6 Alabama and LSU. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're not that there's, level. There, no. I mean, there's no one in college football with we, that We thought Georgia was at for the first two weeks. They kind of kind of fell they off. They got the yeah. injury bug. Yeah. They, yeah. And, but the, at the end of the day, like I said, it's it's the same with Notre Dame. It's the same with Georgia at times when you start winning ball games and you're ahead by a lot. You give up the garbage time touchdowns and things like that. So that's going to happen. So points are going to happen. The 31 points. Um, Notre Dame was in control of that ball game for, you know, 90% of that football game. Yeah, three game. quarters. Yeah, after for, the first quarter. For, after for full... You know, for full dominance, the second half, Boston College didn't have 31 points until the second, you know, the fourth quarter. They put in like two touchdowns. So it's still, you know, it's still a good performance by Notre Dame defense. I 100% agree with you guys. The key to Notre Dame being an elite football team is Ian Book. We've we've been an elite football team for a couple years now. We've been in the big games. It's all come down to his quarterback play at the end of the day. And that's what it's going to come down to moving forward. We're going to have to play Clemson again. He's going to have to play lights out. And we'll see. Because, like I said, we're elite on all areas maybe our pass defense i understand where that's coming from we have a phenomenal safety corner's a little suspect but in book if he plays how he's played the last two weeks we will 100% compete with bam ohio state Clemson I, again. i'm with you there yeah <clears throat> um yeah other big games number six florida at or arkansas was at florida but florida beats arkansas 63 35 a lot of people saw this as a trap game for Florida. Yeah. 17 and a half points was a lot of points. I thought Arkansas was definitely in a position to cover. Um, ex-quarterback Felipe Franks playing against his old team. So, But give credit where credit's to Kyle Trask looks amazing. 63 points against a good Arkansas defense. Second best defense in the SEC going into the game. 63 points. 63 yeah. points. Ton. Rolling. Yeah, it's Mac, wild. what do you got? This is your, your Florida team. Rolling. You got to feel pretty good about these guys. Yeah, no, I've, I've been riding with them all year. Um, Wasn't really high on Franks, but, man, they're coming off a solid win against Georgia. And that was, like, a, yeah, that was the biggest thing for me is, like I said, trap game. Um, Florida was fired up. I guess Felipe Franks was a big shit talker. Yeah. Last year against mm-hmm. the defense, so the defense kind of licking their chops to get it to get a hit on them. It was all love, 
Um, but at the same time, it kind of lit a fire under them. But yeah, you're um, playing it. You're playing an old teammate, of course. It's going to be a fire. This well, these are the type of games that prove eliteness to me. Yeah. When you come off a big win against Georgia, a, like a, a dominating win, you're kind of feeling yourself, and you're playing an inferior opponent in Arkansas, and you come and you kick the dog shit out of them like that. Well, what does this do for Trask and Heisman? Puts him in the running. Yeah, hundred percent. Probably, yeah. he's got to be top one three. now. Yeah. He, if you're if you don't think Kyle Trask is top three, and they actually still have him at four, which is funny, but I mean, I get it. Trevor Lawrence hasn't played two games. His statistics aren't going to get there. But Kyle Trask is on a run of numbers that is literally Burrow like from last year. If you look at the numbers from through six or seven games, whatever they played right now, his numbers are very comparable. He's not going to have as many games as Burrow, unfortunately, but. If you look at the number, he has more touchdowns, and he's with, he's on pace. So, do you think that's crazy. with a comparable offensive powerhouse, or no? Oh right. God, no! Yeah. You are, you're not even close, close right? Powerhouse. Yeah. I mean, the weapons. I mean, Kyle Pitts is a dude. Um, Cooney, I believe, number one for them, and the receiver position is and, also a stud. Gr- yeah. Grimes too. I yeah, think Grimes. we need to take a step back and appreciate how good the LSU team was last year. Seeing the face of college football this year, like. LSU was so fucking good last year. Oh, they, they were great. They <laughs> were amazing. Their no, number no. two receiver is a dominant receiver in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that guy's they're, unreal. They're good. They Like, that's... I don't know. I just want to take time to appreciate <laughs> No, they were... Patrick Queen's doing his thing. Yeah. I mean, Clyde Edwards. Clyde Edwards, one of the top rookie backs in the league. Carolina's putting up points at the new OC. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, that team was... Well, that team was insane. And we're seeing a... a you know, it's not LSU, but it's LSU-like with the numbers that Florida's putting sure, up. Right. And again, but they've also lost a game. So, again, obviously LSU is better. But as far as offensively alone, Trask is doing Florida, whatever he wants. Yeah, he's yeah. he's putting... They're good, man. Yeah. And he's kind of putting himself in, you know, a draft conversation. Like, no one's saying he's going to go number one. No one's saying he's going to go number two. But he's putting himself in a kind of like an uneasy, who's the number three guy in this Oh, category 100%. Because he is incredibly accurate and he's got good arm strength. If he goes and, you know, is average at a combine and then has a beautiful pro day, first round, it's not even close. You think first round? Yeah. Uh, I have like a second, third round grade on him. We had a a fourth, fifth round on Burrow. I mean, he ends up making himself a 1-1 candidate. But at this point last year, it was starting to get on – like Burrow, maybe one one. Like, but this year's different. This year's uh, different. It's it's Trevor Lawrence, right? One two. If Trevor right. Lawrence came out last year, Cody. I know you love Joe Burrow, but Trevor Lawrence uh, is the number one pick. I'm I'm not arguing okay. that, but but Trask remember remi- we had. But we had that reminds t- me of a Burrow. Like you didn't have him going in the first round. Oh, I six agree. Months so, ago, but I agree. But it take? was always it was always Tua one one for a long time. It was Tua time. Was, they, they had billboards yeah. in Miami. They were. They like, still got him, he's, and he's still balling. <laughs> but there but, were billboards for him, like them losing games to get to Let's a, not get into the Burrow conversation. The point is Kyle Trask is playing himself into – I'm not saying he is going to go first round, but it's still a conversation. Number three quarterback at this point. So, that that so could be it, first, could between, be late first, could be third round. Is it between him and Wilson? For him, third him, Wilson and Lance. Him, him Wilson and Lance. But, and then Mac Jones, who is number one in the Heisman. I don't think he's close to but people. Things. Yeah, but people aren't even talking about him, which is interesting. He's not, he's not as he bold. He's not as um, – Arm strength wise, is those guys. He's good. He's he's Jacob Eason to me. Like, I think that's a that's who he is for Mac Jones. Yeah. Okay. What about Kyle Trask? What's maybe your comp? Where do you see him kind of landing? Is he a backup to start? Where do you see that NFL trajectory uh, early for we him? We have a couple more games out of him to see his. He has a lot of helium right now. He could be a dude at the end of this thing. Like it's crazy. Yeah. You know, he reminds me. Frank's didn't snap his ankle last year. We might never know who Kyle Trask ever is. No. 
Literally. Same thing with that's the same thing we have with Burrow. I mean, you want to keep going back transfer. to transfer. If he didn't we, transfer. No one wants to talk about Burrow but you. Okay. I'm just saying it's a similar situation. <laughs> we we've already comped okay. it, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, it. <laughs> Kyle Trash reminds me of Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Well, that's a good call. Um, yeah. I think I think he could play at, at the level. I don't know. He's got to go in the right system to be successful. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, he's going to be that backup guy. I he's kind gonna, of think I got Roethlisberger out of him. I love the really? Roethlisberger comp. Yeah. Big arm, accurate, not very mobile, but very strong in the yeah. pocket. That's I think, where sure. I see. He, yeah, I, no, Tannehill is definitely way more Tannehill's mobile. Tannehill is way more athletic. Like yeah. Tannehill is sure. a very athletic quarterback that, yeah, in comparison I mean, to Trask. Sure. Yeah. But I like the Roethlisberger one. That's yeah. the one I have in my head for him, that, too. That I had Roethlisberger. Big arm, very accurate. Strong in the pocket, going to break sacks, not going to move much. So, either way, I mean... Give it up for Florida. They're going to be a scary team to watch because they're going to. Hey, it's going to be a head-on collision with Bama in the SEC championship That's game. Just, can't wait. That's the over. That's <laughs> the over. That's the over. That is going to be a. Florida's defense, no joke though. Florida they're getting play better. Some defense. They're but getting better. Bama can score on the best of them. Oh, I agree, hundred yeah, percent. So All right. can't wait. Um, last one I want to talk about: USC barely gets by, you know, University of Arizona, thirty-four to thirty. We talked about it last week against ASU. They barely 28-27 this week, 34-30, again on a last-second touchdown. It's just a convincing win thing for me. When do we see a convincing win? I thought you know? it was, was going to be Saturday, yeah. and they didn't do it. Yeah, so, They just played down. So it's, like I said, down. the first week, you know what? Okay, you come out against an ASU team that's actually pretty good. Yeah, They are a good team. They're well-coached. Um, first week of the season, maybe there's some hiccups. You come out against a week two U of A team who's not supposed to be good. Oh, I, you barely win this I football game. I bet the 14 game. and a half. Uh, yeah, a lot of people yeah. did. It, so what do, what do we think about USC now? Like, where are we at with them? They're ranked number 20 in the country. Do we think that they're going to lose to the better teams? Or is this still another hiccup and they're going to take off, hopefully, because they have the star talent? Or do we blame the coaching? What is it? I, I'll let B start. I think it's a team that no matter the play, no matter the opponent, they're going to be in the game. Um, play, whether it's playing down or playing up, I don't, I don't really buy that stuff so much. I think a lot of coaching has to do with the closer games because their talent level is unreal. Talent is through the roof. Um, the, the close games have to do you know, with little mistakes, special teams, field position, things like that that they aren't winning in. But they're winning on having the the better players on the field, right? And so I think those those players, the more games in, will still compete with the better teams as well. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm, I, I'm not out that. on USC yet. Yeah, I get that. My my thing with USC is just how you said it. They're going to be in every single game. They're going to play down to competition like they have. They're going to play up to competition like they will do. They're the Seattle Seahawks to me. I'm watching this game the other day. I'm like, they can't just win a fucking football game. I can watch this and like be normal. Yeah. Like they they just want to like go up and down. They have a dynamic quarterback. Not not saying he's Russell Wilson, but they have a quarterback that can play football and do well. Yeah. They have a very you know they have playmakers on the defensive side of the ball, but they don't make plays. You know. Yeah. They give up 30 points to a U of A team with a brand new quarterback. It's not a good look. So I, I agree with you. They're going to play up. They're going to play down the competition. I don't see them being a tough contender to the be- bigger Pac-12 teams, honestly, I, moving forward. I agree. And I think that the chances that they do have to switch the momentum of the game, they don't take advantage of that mm-hmm. at all. I think, I don't know, I, I'm kind. I'm a, I'm a SC guy because I like the Pac. Yeah. So I root for the Pac. So I kind of am looking at this in a different way where – they should be winning these games by a lot. We have these expectations for them. We always at, do. At the end of the day, they're finding ways to win. You know what I mean? They're at the end of the day, they're winning ball games. They're two and zero. Two and zero. They're ranked. 
they're yeah. they're two zero. Like, let's give it what it's worth. And I think they're winning in spite of their coaching, not because of their coaching. And I'll give you like, yeah, that's obvious. Sure. It's obvious. But I think they're going to be up for the big games. This was a down game, and they found a way to win. Um, the offense looked okay. Slovis has not hit his stride. They're not playing great football, but they're winning games. They're no, winning I games. I mean, the off. Yeah. I think offensively, Slovis was, you know, a little bit of a a bad game. I wouldn't say a bad game because he didn't he didn't turn the ball over, but it wasn't his great game. They ran the ball well. I think it's more has to do with like they didn't stop, like you said, the the new QB Gunnell or yeah um, for Arizona. The guy was able to kind of pick apart a USC defense, stay in the game for four quarters. Yeah, yeah, and they so, were up most of the game. They kind of blew it late, but yeah. I, we'll see when, you know, SC doesn't play Oregon this year, but they did in the conference championship. But, you know, we said the South was much better than the North, so they're 2-0. They're 2-0. They're 2-0. <laughs> well, whether we like it or not. Yeah, whether yeah. the whether – the, whatever happens on the field is what happens on the field. They're 2-0. They're still ranked. They're still at the top of the, you know, Pac-12 South, and they've already beaten USC – or ASU, who's going to be their biggest contest. Yeah, so, exactly. So. Yeah. So still look out for USC. I just don't know about the consistent play when they go up against a team like Oregon. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm a little harsh saying. But they won't play them to the conference championship. Exactly. So they, I think, you know what, I do think they might collide there. But again, I don't know if I see it with the way that and, Oregon's playing. And it's not we'll the see. NFL. They can't just have the wins. They need to blow these teams out for yep. for conversation. Oh, well, yeah. This weekend's a big test. They got Utah on, on the, the road. road. Yeah. In Salt I, Lake. We'll talk about that one in a minute. Yeah, so that's. All right, so last thing I want to get into, um, Will Muschamp mutually parts ways, whatever you call it. The fired. man was fired over at South Carolina. Mut- mutually accepted his $15 million to go to – Yeah. 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 <laughs> Here's your $15 million, go kick rocks. I'm like, yeah. okay. Go pound yeah. sand, guy. Yeah. Mutually. <laughs> mutual decision. Mutually decisions to part ways at South Carolina, which leads to J.C. Horn, who was – the, the top five corner coming into the NFL draft. I think they have him at number five right now. Um, really good football player. It's a shame at South Carolina. You know, I think they had a lot of potential. I just think Will Muschamp was so defensive-minded because if you look at those ball games, their defense, they had a good club on defense, just their offense was so bad. They did not know how yeah. to move the football. They're, they were not dynamic in any way, shape, or form. They would run the ball, and that was really it. Right. So, unfortunate. Like I said, I that defense had a lot of potential, I think, actually. They, in, a, they, in a year that you're not do. seeing a lot of defense. It's still, yeah. you know, it's still a good ball club. Um, they're fun. They're actually fun to watch. If you guys haven't caught them, I know the record doesn't show. Yeah. They're a good football team to watch. Yeah, they're not, not bad. They, two weeks in a row, they had two really bad weeks. Yeah. two And I think that's what kind of – Yeah. My thing with Will Muschamp, it was never going to work. And this is the reason it's never going to work. If you hire a guy, you're South Carolina. You have these expectations, right? South Carolina used to be a powerhouse. They had a chance. They had a few years when they were Steve fucking Spurrier. really good. Steve Spurrier, really yeah. good. Hall of Fame coach. You can't go and hire a guy that your rival or the leader of your conference just fucking fired. Yeah, it doesn't make much. It sense. doesn't like. I get that. It's never gonna work. Well. And I get that. And at a time when Steve Spurrier was there, Clemson was not really a powerhouse that they were. And they're in the same state. So at the time, South Carolina was getting Stephon Gilmore, Alshon Jeffrey, Jadavion uh, Clowney, Clowney, you know, uh, Marcus Lattimore, the running back that snapped his knee. Like, they got, like, the best players from that area way over Clemson. Travis Etienne was actually a South Carolina commit, and then he flipped to Clemson when Clemson kind of started on the rise. So... 
it's not game over for Clemson is what I'm trying to say. If or they South Carolina. Get, or South Carolina, sorry. If they get the right coach in that area, there's still some love for South Carolina. Oh, that people, I think some people, people want to go there. I think so, too. There's I, a lot of pride in that school. I yeah, think so, too. Sure. The Gamecocks. And you know what? I always feel like the SEC East is up for grabs every single year. It's very winnable. You don't have LSU. You don't have Bama. Auburn. You don't have Auburn. Like, you have a chance we'll to this win. this year. A lot of people thought Georgia was going to do it. Georgia's kind of been the power in the SEC East for a little bit now. And then you got Florida this year coming out of nowhere. Maybe Florida's Florida. back, though. But Florida could be back. It's, it, it all depends. This is Trask's last year. So, right. yeah, it's all, it always depends on the quarterback play. And then you really need to build your defense up. And, like, I think South Carolina does have that defense. So, I think they're in a position. They get the right coach and the right system. Then it could be up for grabs in that side. So it, it's just, it's sad that Horn opted out though. Regardless, he's a dude. He's and really then, good. Uh, running back from uh, was it El- El- Louisville? Louisville opted Holland. out today. Yeah, Javon Holland, really good, uh, really dynamic running back. Really, he ran all over Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. He looks pretty good. Bullshit. I think it, to me this opting is bullshit. Out this late opting in the year. out. Yeah. Like that's a bullshit move. Just because your team's out of contention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bullshit. Just move. That there's no bowl game. I mean, I get it. Like I I don't have a problem with. McCafferty opting out, not playing in a bowl game doesn't mean shit. But you played your whole year. But I have a problem with this. Giving up on your dudes halfway through the season. Like, uh, we're not that good. Yeah, big guy. Oh, no, I'm oh, yeah, 100% that locker room. I'm talking big shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> like, I'm you're talking- our best defensive player. You dip out. Horn. Uh, yeah. Horn. And then the running back, I'm like, Okay, we lost a few games. Like, where are you going, boy? Right? Yeah. Like, we're in this together. Come I thought on. we were a team. Now yeah. it's all about you. You're obviously prepping for the draft. Prepping for your pro day, prepping for the combine. Yeah. Which yeah. make your money. Be I get a it. Fourth round pick, fifth round pick. Yeah. Why yeah, not? The running back's not, uh, he's not going to be a high pick anyway. If, no. if, you're Horn, legitimate case. if you're concerned, opt out before the season. I, we don't have a problem with yeah, the, the don't, corner. Don't blame COVID all of a sudden yeah. that you can a, opt out halfway through the season, right? I, don't have I mean, a you already played. The Virginia Tech corner opted out early. Suele from. Oregon, yeah, but Chase. it's a bullshit move to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, suck it up and be a man and play all the games. Take your L's. Take your L's. Yeah. Take your L's. And yeah. if you are that player, your draft stock shouldn't hurt. Right. I know. Yeah. First, personally, to be honest with you guys, I I truly have a problem with people opting out in general, even before bowl games, even before right. twenty twenty. I don't like it at all. When McCaffrey opted out, I was like, bro, you've been same <laughs> thing you said. You've been with these dogs all year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you're just gonna bail on us just because you're gonna try to get that payday. Like, you're getting that payday, man. Like. Regardless. One game. We're talking. I get what people are talking about the injuries and everything, but at the end of the day, that's your team, and I don't. I don't like it. Yeah. I know it's a kind of a thing that people are doing nowadays, but yeah. it is what it is. Two players opt out. I think it's Bush, especially now that you're blaming COVID after you've already played half of a season. Like, come on, big Bush, big Bush league. So um, the other one is Harbaugh. So Harbaugh, Michigan, another loss, a fucking dominant win by Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, I know we, we we talk about it every week, but I think this is the nail in the coffin. I Close. think it's time for Michigan to move on at the mutually part ways, yeah. in quotations. <laughs> no comment on it, just he's toast. Yeah, he doesn't deserve toast. more of my comment that he's mm-hmm. he should be fired I, already. I hate on them every week. I don't need to say anything, yeah. dude. Fuck, I mean, the biggest thing, Michigan. like I said, Michigan, powerhouse. South Carolina, powerhouse. These are two huge jobs that we can already, you know, South Carolina is obviously open. Michigan, we can go ahead and assume is going to be open at the end of the year. Bill O'Brien. Okay. Are there, any, are, are there any names? Okay. Bill O'Brien. Michigan. Bill O'Brien. Wow. He was at Penn State. He was at Penn State. I got a yeah. sleeper for you. What do you got? Marvin Lewis. Talked about getting Where? back into head coaching. Which one, one of those two. He's I, already at college. Yeah, he's already at college. Dang. He's learning the game. 
said he wants to be head coach again. I think that would be really good for a program. Yeah. Wow. South Carolina, I could see. Oof. I could see Marvin Lewis being head coach. Dang, these are good names. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the Bill O'Brien one's interesting That's too because call. he was already at Penn State. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. he when he was at Penn State, he turned that program around when they were kind of at the lowest of lows and kind of turned flipped the script over there. So he'd be good that's for an Michigan. interesting one. I think he's that's a good Michigan or call. SC. And SC is another one. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's not on the hot seat. We'll get into an All SC right. one later. A um, couple names in college football I like: Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. It makes sense from Ohio. Just sign an extension though. It's gonna take a lot. It's for Michigan. Him to it's a big brand. You know why Michigan makes sense? Because he wanted Ohio State. He wanted so Ohio State bad. exactly. He and was the D coordinator at Ohio State. Yeah. They didn't give it to him. They gave it to Ryan Day. He goes to you Cincinnati and balls. Just he goes, goes to Cincinnati. He's the number seven team in the country. And it just well, it makes sense. Goes, you think he goes to Michigan and tries a four? Oh Ohio yeah, State? yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he has, he would have a chip on his yeah. shoulder. Oh, that would be amazing. I love that that heart, be unreal. My heart does not want this. I know. I know. My heart does not want this because I love my Cincinnati. Love but that is a huge. That would be a huge signing. Get nice. Cincinnati in the playoffs. <laughs> Put them in. We're so getting jerseys. So Give me the red helmet. So that's so that's one that's one big name. Other big name I like Matt Campbell out of Iowa State. So. Um, good coach, really good coach. Great coach, really I, good coach. I, I mean, let's let's be honest, guys. Did we even know? Did we ever talk about Iowa State six years ago? No, no. never, no. never in a million years. They were the blip. They were That's a blip Matt, on Oklahoma's Matt Rue got a head coaching yeah. job in the NFL. Temple hey, to Baylor, and then here. Two programs. I'm going to bring them up later when we talk about our games. But we got to take notice that might have a chance to get jobs. Liberty head coach, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, he's, he's next on my list. Next on your list. Yep. And then Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's talking about Coastal. So undefeated, two undefeated squads that are beating good teams. Yeah, so. and, co- and they're convincing wins too. Let's talk about like, Hugh Freeze then. If that's that's my next Matt, Matt Campbell. I I think is a good spot for Michigan. I think he he's a guy that you look at. He doesn't have the dominant recruiting classes. He can't because he's got obviously Iowa, Oklahoma, Texas surrounding him. So he's going to do a lot with what he's going to get. He has done a lot. He's of done a he's great gone. job. And I think four star in that Big Ten conference, obviously Ohio State's the top dog, but he's going to bring that same kind of feel to Michigan. And say, hey, we might not get every five star player, but we're going to be a little under recruited, but we're going to play our asses off. He's the guy that's a you know what, talent wise, we might. We might win eight, but we're gonna get. But dogs. we're gonna get nine or ten wins actually, yeah. because we're gonna grind out those big games right. and beat the big game like Oklahoma. And he's done that for a couple of years now, so I like that hire a lot at Michigan. I think that makes a lot of sense, and I think he could hopefully bring that ba- brand back to Michigan. Sure. Um, the other one is Hugh Freeze. I think that was a huge hire, coach who was at Ole Miss a couple of years ago. Um, he some likes, of you, he likes prostitutes. Whatever, dude. Yeah, so Get some over of it. you, some of you like, may or may not know, he was um, he had a scandal with some uh, prostitution rings on some burner cell phones. He was calling for um, unclear if it was for himself and recruits, maybe just himself. Does anyone have a problem with that at any point? I think uh, the Ole Miss um, University did. Yeah, but do we? <laughs> <laughs> do I personally know? No, no. He's out winning fucking ball games now against. Beating Virginia Tech at Liberty in the same state. Well, here's the funny hey, thing. If even it's at, for recruits, whatever it takes. Even at, <laughs> whatever it hey, takes. Liberty is ranked 22. <laughs> hey, he's rolling. All the blowjobs for Liberty. The funny thing is, even at Ole Miss when he was there, they were pretty successful, and they had a high-powered offense. I mean, uh, who was the quarterback? Chad Kelly when Kelly. they were there. They beat, He beat he Alabama like, a couple times. He had like times. three DUIs. He didn't care. They brought him exactly. in. Exactly. He didn't care. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. He got, he got, he got, Chad Kelly's a ball. He, he got kicked out of Clemson. Like, yeah. he was winning ball games Last at Bama. He's he, kind of a guy that is gonna same as Matt Campbell. He does more with less, and he, he gets wins. East Mississippi for Chad Kelly. Yeah. Chad, so hey, now Chad Kelly was on NFL rosters. Hey, yeah. Hugh Freeze now 
born again Christian, so he says. He's at a Christian, yeah, he crosses up everything. <laughs> he's at a Christian college now. He's still with his wife and kids. <laughs> They're Thank still God. riding with him. Thank God. And well, now he's, now he's 9-0. She's a grinder. Right. She oh, she's a grinder. Oh, that's, that's for the recruits. Yeah, she, oh, that's hey, for the recruits. Baby, yeah. He's undefeated now. He's undefeated at Liberty. His quarterback is going fucking crazy. They beat Syracuse. They've beaten Virginia Tech. I mean, I think this is a slam dunk if you're South Carolina. I, I 100%. Mark my words, he will be the next coach of South Carolina. I think that's a huge pickup. I think that's wow. two freeze goes. I feel like the escorts would be hotter in South Carolina as well. Yeah, then Ole Miss. Then, then Mississippi, yeah. yeah, probably. Good for hey, Good for Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Those Getting it done. <laughs> Getting it done. Getting it done. I think these are some – there's some great names out there for these colleges. I really – like all I said, right. it's time to shift the brand in Michigan. And South Carolina obviously already moved on. I agree. So. I agree. Um, all right, let's get into uh, my top ten. So really not really not too much of a shakeup from the week before. What, um, change, what changes? Yeah, let's – top four is exactly the same. Yeah. Bama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson. Top two, three, pretty interchangeable. One and right. two will figure itself out when they play each other. Um, number five, I still have Cincinnati, even after a big win from Florida. Doesn't matter. Cincy. Don't even care Fuck about them. it. Fucking Fuck Cincinnati. Cincy. Right. Get them in the playoffs. Fucking hey. We'll be the biggest Cincinnati hype train fan oh, yeah. in the fucking playoffs against Bama. Oh, yeah. Fucking I will love I it. I would die. So, oh, my God. And they just blow out another East Carolina team, blow them out 55-14, whatever it was. Yeah. They, had to go to, a dude. they had to go to paid programming at halftime on love ESPN them. because they couldn't fucking love them. Isn't a game anymore. So at six, I still have Texas A&M. I'm sorry, I just mm. I, head-to-head mm. matchup. Texas A&M, Florida doesn't matter. Texas A&M wins. I give them I the edge. I understand that. But that's that's uh, me personal. Yeah. That's a personal thing. Yeah. Um, like I said, Florida's gonna play Bama later on anyway. If doesn't they matter. beat Bama, then they'll jump. That's just that's just how it'll go. So, but as of right now, I just can't in good confidence put them ahead of them because they'll loss. Um, seven, there. I do have Florida. So yep. same there. Eight, I still have BYU. Off of there bye. we go. Problem with BYU, guys, that we haven't we really go. mentioned is they play this week and then they don't play another game until like December like 15th. Really? And that's it. Wow. So they have two games left. They're looking for games because they're independent. So they're allowed to kind of pick and choose games if anyone, whoever wants that they smoke should, can get it. They should float around the Pac-12. Yeah, they definitely should. So that's the thing about BYU and that's not going to look good. For a lot of you know, it's a good call. The yeah. If they don't, if they don't pick up the other games, 12. they're not gonna, they're not gonna. Get no, them. unfortunately, they yeah. might go undefeated and COVID just sit world, there. Dude. Yeah. COVID world, COVID world. So it, it sucks, but like I said, it's it's this week, and then you're not gonna hear about BYU until later in the season. Then it's gonna be like, well, well, then they're gonna end up with a UCF season where it's undefeated. No. But but like I said, BYU but like last they week, they're not like that. BYU's not like that. They're not the ones bitching. No, complaining. I agree, they are who but they they're are. gonna end up with a undefeated schedule and maybe. They'll play a couple more games. For it. I think they'll gonna, fill a couple. What they're going to end up with is a first-round QB draft pick exactly. that's going to put them on the map we for a long guy. time. Let's go. Exactly. But either way, they live you know what? Stadium. If that does happen to BYU, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my bad. It, my bad. I mean, even if BYU does run the table and they don't make the playoff, I still think there's a lot of really good matchups for them in a bowl game that I'd really like to see them in. Yeah, so agreed. it's just unfortunate they might they might come up short. So at nine, I have Indiana coming off a big win against Michigan State. Didn't move there. Um, and then number 10, I do have a little mix-up. I put Wisconsin here. So, Fair. Wisconsin, like huge win. We haven't yeah. seen them a lot of them. I, you left I've, them off because of volume. I left them off because of volume. They've they, only still only played two games, but they, but they blew the doors off Michigan. They give them the third highest percentage to make. Which doesn't make a lot of sense To win a national championship. Yeah, I don't... Not I don't, even to make it to win a championship. I don't even get that because they're going to have to play Ohio State anyway. It doesn't really... I, they're not making the playoff, in my opinion. Oh, really? Okay. No, they're not. 
All right. I think they're a good football team. I have them at 10. I just don't see a route that them playing Ohio State with whatever happens with Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame. I don't see how Wisconsin would catapult in that area, especially with the Floridas. You know, like there's too much shakeup where I just don't think Wisconsin. We're a long way Especially because they haven't played. They're not going to play enough games in comparison to those teams. So I have Wisconsin at 10. I don't. I have Miami drop back after – you know, a win against Virginia Tech on the road. They win by one point. Not impressive to me. And then I had Oregon, who wins against Washington State. They cover the spread, but Washington State was in that ball game for ninety percent of that game. And I think that says I, I'm that coaching staff. Washington State, they're good. I'm with you. Oregon, they always play Oregon tough. It was fucking snowing all day. Mm. It was cold. Like Oregon going there and win that game is big. They're gonna they're gonna run the north. Unless they lay an egg somewhere, they're going to run the north. Oregon's in the mix. 100% they're in the mix to make the playoffs, I think. No, I'm with you. I think it said a lot about Washington State. I think the Washington State team looked very improved against an Oregon State or an Oregon team that – Oregon. Yeah, Oregon team that looked really good the week before. So, regardless, that's the top 10. Still a lot to be had in you the Pac-12. My, my boy fucking Torres Meniscus, he's out for the year. Who? From Oregon, linebacker, rookie – or uh, freshman. Um, kid from Upland. Flo? Flo Torres oh, Meniscus shit. out for the year. Wow. So that came out today. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Justin Flo. Bounce back, kid. All right. Moving into the next week, we got number 20 USC, three-point favorite at Utah. What do you got? Matt? Hmm. I'm going to take USC here. Utah hasn't played a single game. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. yeah. It's just... And that's that's basically all I have to go off of for Utah. I'm, I mean, with, I'm yeah. with you. It's just I don't I yeah. don't know about Utah. They, quarterback I'll back. I'll know more after this lot. week. Yeah. Give me SC. What can I? What can I say? I, I agree with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know anything. Yeah. Utah, play play a football game. First. <laughs> yeah, play a football game. Utah, Give us impress us. Yeah. yeah. Utah lost virtually everybody on their team last year except for their quarterback. I mean, Jalen Johnson, corner, um, Bradley, whatever his name is, D tackle for the Cowboys. You know, they've lost a billion guys. Zach Moss, Zach Moss. running back for the Bills. Yeah. They lost everybody from last year. It was a great team last year. I just don't know how you can recover from that much of a loss, especially because they're not exactly rebuilding or reloading as much as Oregon I see as. So I like With USC here said, to come I'd out and get it done. To see the convincing win happen. Yeah, now. this would be big on you the know? road at Utah. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, Utah will still be a physical football team because that's kind of how they're built and that's how they're coached. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I I would like to see USC kind of put it on mm-hmm. this week. So we'll see how that goes. Um, next game, number seven, Cincinnati. Six-point favorite at UCF. A lot of people think this is a uh, trap game for Cincinnati on the road. What do you guys have? Hammer. <laughs> Hammer it. <laughs> Fucking Cincy all day. Cincy all day. UCF sucks. Bearcat Nation. Bearcat Nation. <laughs> Give me the red helmet. Give me everything. Give me six points. Give me 12 points. I don't care. I just had to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know how we all feel. I just okay. had to bring it up. All right. Because actually, at one point, this was like... People, a lot of people, this like it was like a three-point favorite for Cincinnati at one point. Put your fucking mortgage on it, Cincinnati. <laughs> Here's the thing I uh, will say about UCF: if you want to talk about it for a little bit, is UCF does have a very explosive offense, so they're gonna put up points in this game. But I still think um, Cincinnati's defense—they play really, really good defense. Like I said, they're a top five defense in the country this year. I definitely see them keeping them controlled and. Fucking Cincinnati's offense is hitting their stride right now. They put up 55 last week. Ritter's an absolute dude. I love Cincinnati. They're, Give me all of it. Yeah. Six points, that's nothing. I'm getting us jerseys. That's, that's a slap in the face. I'm getting us yeah. jerseys. Six Thank points you. is a slap in the face. I feel like to us. disrespected. <laughs> to I feel us. fucking disrespected right now. Yeah. Just keep giving us our money for I free, I guess. I <laughs> all right. Number 14, Oklahoma State at number 18, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a seven-point favorite. Interesting game. I keep going back and forth in my head on this game. 
Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm at a complete loss on this game. I keep going back. Like I said, wow. I initially I was like Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State. Now I'm like uh, Oklahoma maybe. Like I don't know. I think it's going to be a great ball game. I'm going to take Oklahoma. Okay. And that just came to me right now. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know. Anyone else? Yeah, flip a coin. I like uh, Oklahoma State. Ooh. Um, I think their defense could uh, could slow them down. They've been hot. Oklahoma's been hot. Yeah. I think Oklahoma State's defense can slow them down. Oklahoma State could run the ball all over Oklahoma. I would take the over probably here. Yeah. Um, I, I like Oklahoma State. Okay. You think they keep them in check a little bit? I think they – As much as possible. As much as they could – I think Oklahoma's they, defense they is terrible, them. though. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they slow them down. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Valid. Um, I like Oklahoma here. At home, that's a big reason why, to be honest with you, just because Oklahoma State does have a better defense, but I think Oklahoma is now kind of hitting their stride. I think Spencer Rattler really is a little are. more settled, settled in. They put up, like, 50-something plus on TCU. TCU does not have a bad defense. So, um, I like Oklahoma here. Seven points, maybe. I definitely like the over, though, like B said. So, that's what I like, and it, it's it's funny. 50, it's fifty nine. Everyone counted out Oklahoma so early in the year, and now it's like fuck. Oklahoma's gonna win the fucking conference again. I know, always. <laughs> yeah, they they lost too early. We're like, all right, they're blown. They're Twice done. early. Yeah. So uh, next game, number ten, Wisconsin, seven and a half point favorite at number nineteen, Northwestern. Northwestern plays really good defense. I will tell you this right now. This is my mortal lock of the year. Holy shit. Wisconsin wins by at least two touchdowns. Holy shit. Yeah, they're just going to the steamroll. Year. They're just going to keep rolling. I was going to say three touchdowns, but I'll leave it at two. Holy shit. Wisconsin rolls this game. Holy and it's shit. not close. Wow. I'm well, the, there you have it. Well, it's his mortal lock, so <laughs> yeah, I'm going with CY. Like... Holy shit. <laughs> this is an off spread that Vegas misses once every They six never months. miss. They miss, <laughs> they, they miss with Cincinnati every week. They do miss with Cincinnati. <laughs> I need him. I will make the line for them for Cincinnati, <laughs> but I'll do it just to make myself money, though. Fuck. Okay, so everyone's riding with Wisconsin then. I'm yeah. Wisconsin. Sure. Yeah, just more to lock. No, bro. I mean I, I get it. I like that a lot. I I'm don't just even saying. Want to talk on him. What a lock. <laughs> yeah. Two touchdowns. That's convincing. That's, that's a convincing win. I'm and not. The, this QB. I will. I will say Wisconsin's QB is real deal, man. Mertz. He's, he's a, good. He's a good. He's Graham Mertz. Is going to play absolute ball, this, and they're going to give this the game, best teams. This is going to be the game that you guys remember. I think it was like two years ago. Northwestern was at home. They had a blackout against Ohio State, mm-hmm. and they like they were undefeated. Yeah, and Ohio State was undefeated, or like Northwestern like one loss. Yeah, and it was like this is Northwestern like put on the map game, mm-hmm. and they lost by like fifty. <laughs> yeah, it was like, and I see, and I can see what you're saying. Like this, it's, it's not like, the same athlete. In that game, it was like close in the first half, and then the second half, it just ran away with it. It just, they're not the same athlete. I see that happening here too. To be honest with you, I definitely like Wisconsin here. Um, it's funny, is this is a very NFL kind of style matchup when you have two pretty strong defenses, um, kind of just physical programs in general. Who they are, experienced quarterback on Northwestern side, 44 points. I'll take the under. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, like CY said, like a twenty-eight to three ball game for Wisconsin here. Yeah. I think Wisconsin's defense is legit. They're a lot better at the D line than they are in years past, where they usually have like legit linebackers. When we talk about like the Zach Bond and um, Borland, who went to the Niners, like guys like that who are just dudes at linebacker. Beagle. Beagle, yeah. And now it's like 
Their D line is really fucking good this Kevin year. Kevin talked me into three touchdowns. Shit. <laughs> Wisconsin by three touchdowns. Watch. Three touchdowns. It's going to happen. Three? Three. More to so you, you think Wisconsin is real as fuck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the real deal. Damn. Okay. I love, I love that you know what's funny so too? much. And I was looking into this is even that, that two week, like, you know, COVID buy that they yeah. had, they weren't allowed to like practice, work out, nothing. So they sat in their fucking dorm rooms, like doing nothing for those two weeks. And they just and come out just and go blow roll Michigan. out of Michigan. Just that's awesome. Them. Fuck out of Michigan. <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> I really like, you know what? We talk about Wisconsin a little bit on this podcast, but you know what? They're a fucking good program. Like yeah. since Russell Wilson and everything, like JJ Watt, like they've been, they're, yeah, good. they're strong as shit on defense. Like it started with Alvarez in the nineties and then like Paul Chris now, like they're fucking good. This yeah, next Wisconsin's game. always a here's this next game. game. This next game. Here's the next game. Number nine, Indiana at number three, Ohio State. 20 and a half point favorite for Ohio State. I'm going to say points. I don't think they cover. Okay. I, I think, think Ohio win. State wins. I don't think they cover. Yeah. I think it's a closer game. Wow. 20 and a half. Um, point. For a team that's number Indi- nine. Indiana's <laughs> been so legit. They've been playing lights out. They're experienced. Ohio State beats their ass. <laughs> oh my god! Give me why. What do you got? Twenty-eight points. Yeah, oh. I think it's close to the number, but I actually like Indiana here too to cover. I think Indiana's going to cover. Okay. Um, the reason for it is just these guys have played Ohio State twice. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they're been there, done that. They're not. Fucking they've actually like played. Is what yes. you're saying? Like, yeah, these guys are have been starters for a couple yes. of years now. They're older team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, been there, done that. They're not going to be intimidated by them. Yeah. Indiana, they proved when they beat fucking Penn State. I don't think they win this game, but they're going to give Ohio State a, a decent game for the first half. I think Ohio State pulls out way late. I think actually they win by 21. Like, it's going to be, like, really close <laughs> to the number. Jeez. Um, I think, like, a 42-21 kind of kind of game Okay, is what I see. Yeah. But, but I think it feels closer. Yeah. feels okay. closer. Yeah. I mean, do you guys see uh, his son? Thomas Thomas Allen's son, head coach for Indiana's son, go down, hip injury. Oh no! Same as Tua. No way! Yeah, wow. same as Tua last game. Wow! wow. So that's rough. he press conference really sad, emotional coach, like you know, crying whatnot. So Indiana's gonna come out pretty hot, especially with that kind of little edge on them. With that happening, I'm with the. I think Ohio State beats the fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> fucking Ohio State. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, he's fucking yeah, Ohio, Ohio State. State. We didn't yeah. talk about him. We didn't say his yeah. name once for some reason, but Justin Fields is on another level. We talk about it. I mean, receiver I after receiver. Chris Olave, Master Teague. They finally ran the ball well a couple weeks ago now against Penn State. I like Ohio State here. Yeah. 20, 20 and a half points. That's so many points. But I still think they cover it, which is fucking crazy. But I think Ohio State's on another league. I think it's gonna be um, close. I think the they... one, the one difference I would say, I Indiana's quarterback, he's experienced, he's a good quarterback. He just he turns the ball over, doesn't make the best decisions, in my opinion. Right. I think that could be the difference. I think he might try to like do too much in this game, especially if they get down early, and then he's gonna throw a little couple picks and things like that. That's kind of how sure. I could see that playing out. So, but I, I'm, yeah, you know. 40, 45 to 14, yeah, something like they're that. They're going to roll. Like, yeah, it's going to be Ohio State's an, it's a blood another, bath. It's another team. So those are the biggest games of the week. Um, really excited. We have some really big matchups, matchups that are going to determine the landscape of college One football. game before we move on from college. Coastal Carolina, undefeated. Yeah. They're hosting a one-loss Appalachian State team. Yeah, I did Big see game. That. Mm-hmm. Coastal's fair by five and a half. I think this is going to be a really good game, mm-hmm. and this is going to help Coastal. I mean, they're obviously not a playoff team, but they're a chance to play like a big team in a bowl game. 
And if they beat an Appalachian State team who was ranked at one point, this is a big win for them, I think, if they can go out and win this game. So want to make note of that game. Yeah. Who do you uh, got? I like Coastal. Same. I like Coastal in that game. Yeah. Coastal's a good football team. I like Coastal, too. I think Appalachian State has good defense. But at the end of the day, I just don't know if their offense is good enough to score, especially Agreed. against Coastal Carolina. Agreed. Other game, I'm sorry if I didn't mention this one. We talked about Hugh Freeze earlier, but number 21 Liberty is playing at NC State. Another huge yeah, matchup for Liberty. And NC State's yeah. a good football team. If they beat NC State after beating Virginia Tech <laughs> and oh, Syracuse, yeah, we like, need, these are two yeah, we need ACC to talk about Liberty. teams. Whoa. I mean, this is... They've done. They've had their their games already, but I agree. This is kind of like the same situation with App State and Coastal Carolina. This is the game like they go out and win, like how they the, how they have been. Like, mm-hmm. If shit, Coastal dude. loses fucking game or Liberty loses, I'm not talking about Liberty or Coastal Carolina never ever again. fucking never again. again. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Right, it's true. But they go and stay undefeated here against these these type of teams. Woo! A lip. Uh, NC State's a three and a half point favorite. Too, I know, I saw which that, which is crazy. It's, I mean, it's interesting, interesting. But that's our college football recap. We have some big games this weekend. Can't yeah. wait for it. Um, we got some eight PM kickoffs again. So we'll love be those going deep into the night with that. Uh, Mike said NCAA recap. Those are big games. Hopefully, my mortal lock of the year hits. Yeah. With that, um, now to move on to the NFL um, Week Ten recap. Um, my picks have been absolutely dog shit uh, for the last week. I took the lead the week before. The week before that was terrible. But um, let's start with the big stories from the week. I want to start with uh, Miami Dolphins. No expecting to be shit this year. Um, they just won their fifth straight game. Um, they beat a Chargers team, and they look dominant again. Another defensive touchdown. Uh, Brian Flores has those boys rolling. Um, two is playing well enough. I mean, he's not really doing a ton. Um, are we buying the Dolphins? What, what do you guys got? I'm buying the Dolphins because, like like you just said, Tua's not doing – he doesn't have to do much. Um, he's doing exactly what they need, not turning the ball over. Um, he didn't get sacked against the Chargers. Crazy. Uh, which is crazy. So they're winning, hey, the turnover battle, playing good defense. They're winning the special teams game. They got, you know, some blocks in there. They're throwing – they're doing a lot of good things on the football field. And so when you have a quarterback – doesn't turn the ball over, making the right plays, good completion percentage. They're going to win football games. This is the first I think time. That was well said. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, no, I think that's well said. Um, I was only going to touch on special teams, but I think I think that was perfectly said. The thing with me is this is the first time that we've seen a Bill Belichick assistant, former assistant coach, play Bill Belichick football. Be successful. Like yeah. they're doing everything that the Patriots did. Play good defense. Play good special teams. Take the pressure off your QB. Yeah. Not make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Like, penalty yards are down. Like, they're doing things that Bill Belichick did, yeah. and it's the first time an assistant coach has done that. And yeah. it's good to see because they spend a ton of money in free agency mm-hmm. on defense. We don't see Matt Patricia's bum-ass fucking getting run on. Well, I'm impressed kind of with the Dolphins organization kind of keeping him around because they were fucking bad the last two years. And he was yeah. not – because of the reason, but you know, he was there for two of those years. And yeah, and, and he's part of one of those heads that gets chopped yeah, off. Yeah, and he shipped yeah. away big names yeah. that were part of yeah. you know, Tun- uh, Tunzel, Kenny Stills was actually a big mm-hmm. part of that organization and for a couple they're years. They're geared up and locked Kenyon and loaded. Kenyon they're Drake. loaded with draft picks, and they're going to get a high draft pick from the Texans this year. I still don't yeah. think they're a playoff team this year, but they're fun to watch. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I would mean, argue now they're in right now. I'd kind of argue they're they're gonna make the playoffs because I think they're gonna beat the Patriots. They're gonna beat the Jets. You know, the AFC East is not great, and they're gonna have a good chance against the Bills. Um, 
So I we've talked about it before. Real or fake? They're real. Yeah, they're five straight. It's hard to argue. Yeah, mm-hmm. very argue very real. The, the the change at QB all threw us off. We had a big episode about it. We talked about it, and two is playing good. Well I mean, enough. he's not he's not throwing huge numbers out. He doesn't have to. I don't think he'll ever be the guy who throws huge numbers out. I still so, think Fitzpatrick makes his team better, but yeah. But if if I'm but, Fitzpatrick, I'm not mad at. But what's replacing me? The result of what's yeah, replacing me. Yeah, but Fitzpatrick's also the, the guy right. who's going to force the ball to throw the turnovers. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, yes. agree. And that's how you get, um, you but know, you that's how you lose the Cardinals. They they won by three. Agreed. Like you don't have, he doesn't have to do that. Yeah, agreed. Um, second big story: Steelers stand defeated nine and zero. Last undefeated team. They take care of the Bengals. Um, just a different level. Bengals aren't ready. The Bengals aren't on that level, yeah. um, and they showed that. The Steelers came out. Um, they picked apart the bad matchup they had. They took apart uh, Brown. Um, the one thing, I mean, I'll, I'll tip my cat, man, is I didn't expect – I mean, from the beginning of the year, I picked the Steelers to be bad, and we all know that. But it, the reason for it was I didn't expect this offense to be what they are. Uh, Big Ben coming off major elbow surgery, and he's like he never lost, lost a beat. Um, he's doing well. Um, but he kind of acts like he's banged up every game. Yeah, every game he's like grabbing his elbow and shit. But then he throws fucking. Sh- he was throwing that, lasers through the wind. Just being old. Like, this should be an old. Yeah, yeah. But last time for your team, regardless, um, they got a couple. They got a tough stretch. They got to play Baltimore. They got to play Miami. They got to play Indianapolis. Again. Indianapolis. They got to play, play Cleveland. Yeah. They got to play Cleveland. Um, but they remain undefeated. Last time for your team. Any comments on on the Steelers? I have issues actually with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I, I don't need to talk about the Bengals. They're not ready. We like Burrow. Yeah, we, we get that. Know that. Yeah. Steelers, I, ha- I have issues. They could not run the ball against a really bad run defense. Um, you, you could give credit, but still, everyone's been running the ball on the Bengals. You expect to run the ball. And they did try. They had the attempts there. They didn't have the... They didn't have the yards to back it up. Their average per carry was awful. They couldn't run the ball. And if Big Ben didn't play exceptional, and those young receivers, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Juju, all scored, all really good. They're all really talented. But if they don't do that, they can't do that to every team. <coughs> you go into the playoffs, you go into the playoffs against, you know, a Ravens, uh, a Chiefs. Even, dude, even the Bills, um, if you don't run the football, you're going to get picked apart in the secondary. Big Ben's, I mean, he's he's a Super Bowl winner, but That's he's fair. not elite arm talent. Yeah. So you you have to have a balance there. Their defense is so good. I don't want to talk about them anymore. Their defense is is great, but yeah. they cannot run the football, and that that doesn't bode well for them in the playoffs. No, I get that. I I, I definitely think they definitely need to establish the run if they want to be better teams. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. I think I think for me this is the first like real Steelers game I've watched from beginning to end. Is their downfall is going to be two things: the run game, as you mentioned, um, actually three things. The run game, as you mentioned, um, they do not have an elite number one receiver. Um, you know, I think they picked apart a third string guy that was a practice squad guy, which was fucking good. Good coaching, good job. Like that's the way you need to do it. But if you find you run into a team with a, a legit secondary. Those guys have trouble finding openings. Um, and then also, their secondary has given up yards at times. Um, we saw it against Dallas. We saw it against their corners. Higgins, eight. Higgins had over 100 in the first half. Yeah. Um, their front seven is as good as anyone, if not the best by far. But uh, it, their downfall will be those guys. So, But 
like I said, nine and zero. I know. Games. I yeah. know. I mean, there's nothing really to pick apart than I know. So that's why I try. But playoff come playoff time, you got to run the ball. No, I completely agree. I at the beginning of the year thought that our receiving core was probably going to be our weakest point, but it's turning out that the run game is our weakest point right now. Yeah. I mean, there's talk of us trying to go out and get Jordan Howard right now. Yeah. Just because we have no idea what's going on with Connor. He's just been inconsistent all year. And he can't B- get upfield. And Benny Snell's either Benny injured Snell's not or ready. very he's, inconsistent yeah, as well. Yeah, he's not ready to be a number one, RB1. But, um, yeah, no, great points on, uh, our, on our secondary. I think that um, Steven Nelson, Cameron Sutton um, – Steven Nelson's a bitch, by the way. Steven Nelson, Cameron Sutton um, are the two people that I feel like are capable of giving up a ton of yards. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. The secondary gives up yards, and it's – but, I mean, they're playing great. They're playing great football, and I know, obviously, so we don't want to, like, talk them down too much. They're going – they're going to be in the playoffs. Sure. And last thing I said, you see fucking Steven Nelson's comment on Instagram. He said Burrow sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No one thinks Burrow sucks. Nobody thinks Burrow sucks. Steven Nelson's not great. There was, yeah, there was actually, was I will relax. say this. I obviously a huge Steelers fan, right? There was, there was a post at the beginning of the year between him and Joe Hayden, and they're like best one-two punch in football. And I was like, <laughs> man, dude, like, fuck. Why do you have to go out and say stuff like that? You're not. Joe, you're not the best. Joe Hayden's punch. probably like, dude, get off my yeah. Instagram. Steven and it's like, I love Joe man. Hayden. Steven Nelson, yeah. five touchdowns. Love Joe Hayden, but Joe Hayden's a dude. Anyways, all right, Great moving points. on. Uh, we had the Hail Mary in Arizona. Fuck. Um, <laughs> got me my point. Thank God. Uh, how about Hop, dude? It was like Megatron-esque when he went up against the Bengals. You know how hard it is to have Hopkins in fantasy but also bet Bills at the same time? <laughs> Yeah, that's play. rough. That's oh no, that's, I, I dealt with the same thing. Uh, in <laughs> that was, my that was what I had happen in my other league. I don't really care about. Uh, I literally won because of that play. Right. I had Murray and Hopkins. Yeah, down nice. fourteen points. That was huge. I won. A, I, I won on a hell Mary, but huge. I picked Bills. I bet Bills. Huge. It's terrible. Um, what a play. I mean, the tweet I, from Murray after is like, I knew Hop was down there somewhere. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. The, he said, never panic. The, <laughs> the ability panic. to get outside the pocket, escape the sack, and then get the ball in the end zone was more impressive than the catch. It's like a Rodgers yeah. Hail Mary. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, okay. No, it was a great it was a great Hail Mary throw. I, I'm playing. sorry. I think I think the catch was more impressive than the throw, though. I mean, he had well, fucking three guys on him. That was crazy. Yeah. A little corners. Not, the throw. Hopkins does, Hopkins. But Hopkins does that on triple coverage for a 10-yard gain. You're like, oh, yeah, Hopkins. <laughs> Hopkins. Yeah. So that, I think the throw is actually more impressive. Hopkins I thought so. Dude. And running left. He was running left. I know. Running away. It was sick, too. It was like he threw it, and then he had to watch the big screen on the other big screen. Yes. Because he got spun he around. Spun around. He was looking at the big screen on the other side of the field. So sick. That was, hey, amazing. We, we always love to see a Hail Mary. Um, Seattle drops second straight. They lose on the road uh, again. Yeah. Concern? Called that shit. Yeah. Is it a concern? Concerned. Fuck yeah. yeah. Their concern. defense sucks. Yeah. I, I, hey, I said it during our picks. They're going to they're gonna get ran on. Yeah. They got ran on. Like, Goff didn't like, go berserk. Yeah. They ran the football McVay well. They outcoached Carroll. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, we'll talk about Seattle. it more because we have Seattle as one of our yeah. games this week. So I, I don't want to get too much into Seattle. Not too much into Seattle, but like Russell's doing too much. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. The loss of Chris Carson yeah, is turning they out just to have be a very unhealthy backfield. Right way now. bigger than and expected. Carlos yes. yeah. And Carlos Hyde. Um, lastly, the Pats edged the Ravens on Sunday Night Football in a literal fucking tropicanic storm. 
Um, it was raining sideways. Um, I think that had actually had a lot to do with that. Um, the Ravens were just disarray. They looked um, like they didn't want to be there. Well, you got you got a quarterback that has a difficult time throwing the ball in it, normal weather, a, and then you point. add rain to it, and yeah. it's a fucking problem. I know, yeah. but Cam's had problems lately too throwing. But so. some they barely but, threw the ball. But some people, yeah, <laughs> some people can't throw in the rain. A a good example of that is a uh, Bengals Steelers game playoff game a while back. Is like. AJ McCarron came in. He's a good quarterback and throw the ball. He he could not throw in the rain. It was just awful. And he threw a touchdown to AJ to get the lead in that game. Dude, the fuck you bring up stuff. He for? literally sucked in the regardless. Rain. Ravens got exposed too, in my opinion, by the Pats. I, I think I, so too. I don't think they got exposed. I think we've been. You think the weather was way more? No, 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 no. Let, actually, let me let me take that back a little bit. Okay. They've been exposed. Okay. Just a good coaching is the only one that's going to do it. You know what's funny is I mentioned that to. Came more early in the day. I was like, we know what Jackson's going to do. We know how to beat them. What scares me is Belichick having an idea how to beat that guy. Yeah. Bill and Belichick knows how to do it. What do you got? You're making a face. What do you? What do you got? I'm on? just thinking about how much money I lost. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's honestly all I'm thinking yeah. about. But I did tell you that. I was no, like, yeah, you said Belichick scares you in general, especially against a quarterback that is one dimensional. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. That's all I got. If you have, if you <laughs> I mean, I got my ass handed to I me. I literally could be NFL coach against the Ravens because all you have to do is you play. Here we go. You play man coverage on the outside. Okay, you have your corners they, play man coverage they, on the receivers. Don't have uh, receivers. I mentioned this during the draft. Yeah, everyone shit on the Packers. Why don't the receivers go out and get that guy? They don't have that. They guy. They don't have that guy. The Ravens don't have a guy. So you play man coverage on the receiver core. Okay, you protect the inner half of the field. You man coverage with the tight end, but you have a safety over the top of the tight end at all times. Andrews. And then you have two spies linebacker for their quarterback to let him run. Two spies run or run. And you, know, you don't QB rush run the passer. You don't yeah. rush the passer. No. They, there was a you, third down them play. To four yards, there was a third yards. down play that they rushed two guys. Yeah. You day. sit back and don't let him run. Make him throw the ball. Yeah. And it's over. It's literally if you double Especially team the you have the person you have to have the personnel for that. Right. Obviously. Yeah. You have to have a corner that can lock down Hollywood. It's yeah. fast enough. That can lock him down. I don't think Hollywood's a factor at all. I don't think he's so. Still very he's still fast. But he's not he's your fast. X factor in a game plan. It's Andrews. No, it's Andrews. It's Andrews. And it's Andrews, and it's Lamar. And don't get run speed. on. And it's Lamar's feet. And yeah. don't get run on. And that's how you beat him. But I don't think anybody trusts Lamar throwing the anyways, ball down the field to Hollywood. That's um, our recap from the week. Now it's time for our Big Nuts Player of the Week. Who do you guys got Big Nuts Player of the Week? We'll start with B. Thursday Night Football. Former San Francisco 49er, DeForest Buckner. Wow. Um, he had five tackles, three hits on the QB. He doesn't have the stats that are flashy to, you know, put this. You know, we always throw out some players that have amazing stats on the week. But if you watched every play of that game, you realized he dominated the person in front of him, no matter who it was, disrupted the pass game. And he's the absolute number one reason they didn't score in the second half. Buckner was all over that field, hitting Henry, hitting Tannehill, just disrupting all all Titans in general. Big nuts. Zero point second half Titans because DeForest, big nuts, bunker. No, I love, you know me, I love Buckner. I'm still fucking pissed we let him go. <laughs> he was all over that field. I mean, he was in every single play. And like you said, his stats are never flashy. And they really weren't last year. He was probably third in our team in sacks. And but everyone what, knew he was one of the best players in the league. Oh, yeah. And what and he's the second best D tackle behind Aaron Donald. And he's paid as such for a reason. But for what he does to your DNs, 
is what his biggest impact is. You know what I mean? And that's what I'll compare him to a formal Bengal 49er, what Justin Smith did for the 49ers and Alden Smith before right. is what Buckner does now. And like, he doesn't get the stats, but he is this fucking stud. And I can't stand that he's not on my team anymore, but it is what it is. All right. My big nuts player of the week, Bill Belichick for the Patriots. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Out, completely nice. outcoached Harbaugh. Um, had a game plan for Lamar Jackson. Ravens, I mean, they haven't been playing well, but they still only had two losses going into that game. Off a Patriots team that is not even close of a talent on a talent level of a roster to the Ravens. I and get your face now. Big old Why nuts. we're talking about that? I get because you knew you were going with this. Yeah. I like that. And, and he also, Bill Belichick, stole my money. But the other thing is, like I said, we always get into the conversation. Oh, was it Brady? Was it Belichick? And I personally think it's Belichick over Brady. Like I'm not saying Brady's about QB or anything, but I just think. Belichick's got such a great system. He's proving that he can win with a kind of a shitty roster this year. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed with that. Yeah, Matt, uh, I'm gonna take uh, big head, big hands, big nuts. DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, clear cut, man. That guy's hand strength in the end zone. You know, that kidding was mine me? Getting too. over three DBs. That is Hopkins yours? is mine. It's just. You literally put your nuts. I know out. you got a backup. I know you That's, got a good backup right now. Fucking give me Kyler Murray then. Fucking <laughs> give me that. Making that throw. Wow. Hey, it's unbelievable. Nope. unbelievable. Nope. unbelievable. Dustin Johnson. Mine. Oh. Hey, mine would a hundred percent been yeah. Stefan Diggs. Uh, you know me. If they won the game. You know. If me. they won the game. I like. I like the Dustin Johnson. Dustin too. Johnson. Man. Dustin Johnson win the Masters. We'll talk about on episode Four two. Four bogeys and. Yeah, we'll Jesus. talk about episode two. Um. All right, so be updated on competition. This took a turn for the worst. <laughs> um, we have a shocking first place. Dude, this is crazy considering where Mac fucking started. I know. Mac. <laughs> Let's go. First place, 45. <laughs> Let's go. CY, second place, 43. 45? Yes. Bastard. K Morg. 42. 42. Yeah. B. 42, baby. Oh wow. I'm in this bitch. Wow. Someone's driving somewhere deep. <laughs> at this point, it could be anyone, which is I've, scary. I've made up nine points in two weeks. I'm on fire. Not, Let's go. Not I'm this on week, fire. but last week, big week for you. Yeah. Yeah. This you too. This week, I had the most points this week as but well. Man, I think you You're took, just ahead already. I, I think you took every underdog pick last week and I think went like, Four for five. He's fucking us. I'm four for five, I'm four for five two weeks in a row, yeah. and then I hit my upset last week. The funny yeah. thing is he's just taking risks and it's fucking working, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. I'm, no, but you're betting against the teams I always take, though. Stop, you know, All right. Well, let's All get right. into it. Um, obviously, first game is Cardinals at Seahawks. Thursday night football. We're going to talk about that on IGTV, so we won't pick it on the podcast. Um, like I said, we'll talk about it on IGTV. Um, <laughs> first game we're going to do is we're going to do Titans at the Ravens. Um, this is a big game. Who do you got, Mac? I'm going to take the Titans. Wow. Yeah. Six I'm and a half point dogs. Yep. I'm going to take the Titans. Or five and a half point dogs, I think. B? Ravens. Ravens? Ravens. I, I, I Coming off an L, weather, coaching aside, I actually don't think the Titans are that good. Okay. Yeah, I'm with B, Ravens. I'm with, I don't think the Titans are that great. I get into the Tannehill <laughs> arguments with you guys all the time. I think he sucks, Ravens. Taking the Titans. I'm going to go Titans. Uh, yeah, let's go. I think this is a game that, they, like that. they come out and win. Yeah. Um, I think the Ravens got exposed. They're going to do it with the, to the Ravens what they did in the playoffs last year. So I don't think they can, but fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next game, Man. Sunday Night Football. Packers at Colts. That's Sunday Night Football, right? No. I no? think Chiefs Raiders Sunday Night Football. Oh, you're right. Football. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. this is a late game, though. They, they flexed it to the 130. They, they That's flexed what it, was. it to 130. Um, 
Packers at Colts. We'll start with K. Morin. Oh, fuck. This one is honestly really difficult. <laughs> this one comes down to, I mean, is Jair Alexander going to play or not? It's questionable. Fuck. Hasn't played in two weeks. God, it's, it, this one is so difficult to call because the Colts are coming off a good win. They look really good on defense. Packers look like shit last week, let's be honest. They didn't look great last week against the Jags. I got my piece to say. <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of the day, I mean, maybe the Jags are good and we're all fucking clowns. But at the end of the day, I'm going to stick with the quarterback that I trust more. I'm going to go with the Packers. I'm taking the Packers as well. Packers. I obviously sweep. It was weird because like I'm a wow, Packer fan. I thought that game would be fucking hey, split. I'm a Packer fan, and I pick the Colts every week. Which I can't pick them against my team. There's not much for me to say of why we're gonna beat the Colts. So I'm actually with you. I, I was just giving you shit. Yeah. There's a lot of things wrong with how we played at home against the, a bad Jags team. You said it best. Kevin King and Alexander play. A lot of different ball games here. So a lot of different ball games. They're important. Um, our linebacker, we don't know who's playing linebacker. They, they literally, we have three middle linebackers that split uh, snap percentages. Kenny Clark's not playing up to his money. You know, we, we got to fix a couple things, but we play better on the road. Uh, uh, Roger's going to get it done. Roger's yeah. going to get it done. Dude, well, what, do, wait. what do we see like a route for the Colts here? Is there a route and what is the route? Well, fuck. I mean, they lose this and went out. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. It's they make the playoffs. I don't know if they win the division. It's gonna be close. Yeah, it's gonna be close. Come down the wire. They're tired. They're right a good now. football fuck. team. And like I said, it's just difficult to say you can't go against Rodgers sometimes. I guess Philip Rivers. You know, yeah, I, I agree with you though. I think if you get those corners in, you can you know confuse Philip Rivers get get the job done. I'm surprised so. it was a clean sweep there. But all right, next game Sunday night football. Chiefs at Raiders. I'll start. Chiefs. Um, they came out this week, and Andy Reid already made some comments about uh, about the Raiders. They they drove the bus around the stadium a few times after they won the game. Saying Andy Reid, like, let them do it. But did you see Gruden after when they asked him about it? What he said? He was like, "Oh, well, maybe if we didn't have like a smart ass bus driver like talking shit." And then he's like, "Next question." Like with like the good classic answer. like Gruden like smirk on his <laughs> face. Like, don't ever ask me that question again. Like, that's irrelevant. I got Chiefs. Pretty funny. Yeah, Chiefs. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you could beat Mahomes twice in a year. Yeah, I'm impressed with the first win. Raiders are impressive. They're a good football team. I think Chiefs are just the best team in football. Yeah. Okay, more. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs. I've been, on, you know, what? I've been on the Raiders all year. I pick the Raiders a lot, and I do really well because yeah. I actually like the Raiders. Um, I think they're a good football club, but I, I think the Chiefs get this job, get it done here. I'm on Chiefs as well. Sweep. So another yeah. sweep there. Um, Monday Night Football. We have the Rams at the Bucks. Um, this is a cross-country game for the Rams. They're going back for, I think, their second or third time already. Fuck, this is a tough game. Um, Matt, who do you got game. in this game? Oh, God. I'm going to take the Bucks. Okay. I'm going to take the Bucks because I was high on the Panthers, and they absolutely floored the Panthers. <laughs> um, I, I knew that. Rams coming, off so a, Rams coming off a good win against Seattle, yeah. but it's – it's not a good Seattle team, as we can as we can see. Yeah. It's also cross country game. The last cross country game we had was what? I don't remember what. It oh, was we, a game in Miami. Rams Dolphins. We had Bills at Arizona this last weekend, and fucking Close Arizona. Game. We had we Fuck. had Rams Dolphins. Close game. We had Rams, Rams Dolphins. Rams Dolphins. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take the Bucks. I think they smell blood in the water with Breeze getting hurt. Um, I think Brady's now Brady's like, okay, my division. Let's go. I'm taking the Bucks. Interesting. 
Nice. I thought there would be some more on the Rams. I think Goff gets eaten a lot. You got the Bucks. <laughs> Bucks. Bucks. Sweep again. Ooh, wow. So, so three sweeps man. I didn't expect. Kind of sucks. Titans. Yeah. Ravens is the only room for movement. We'll find out. Uh, well, on IGTV, Cardinal tune Seahawks in. Cardinals, Seahawks, or uh, picks. Um, all right. Locks. So we'll start with B. Who is your lock of the week? Vikings. Wow. Ooh. Vikings. Uh, over the Cowboys. Over Cowboys. Dalton's back, but I don't think it matters. I don't okay. think he, I think Vikings be any almost any team in the NFL right now. Okay, Morgan. It's tough. This is a tough one. I, it's weird to say, but I actually think I might. Fuck. I go Browns over Eagles. Eagles are fucking wow. terrible. Browns are at home. I, I think lock. that's probably my luck. Okay, Matt. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna take Chargers. Chargers? Chargers? I'm taking the Chargers as well. Yeah. Chargers over Jets. Kind of sketch. I, I got to <laughs> <is> sketch. <laughs> I got to get some like I got to I'm on the East Coast I got to I got to make some business decisions. <laughs> I'm driving to Cleveland. I'm I'm I taking, haven't missed a lot yeah. yet. I'm taking the Chargers. So, no, I'm going to take the Chargers. It's we changed the rules. That's if kinda you soft. your last lock you missed, that's that's kind of soft on them to do that then. Nah. No. Watch the Jets fuck around, dude. Char- <laughs> right. Chargers keep everybody close, win or lose. That's what I'm saying. Upset. Kate Moore, who's your upset? <sighs> upset. Falcons over Saints. Whoa, on the Falcons train. On the Falcons. I've been off the Falcons. I know. <laughs> yeah. I hate the Falcons. But they're playing good football off a of bye. Famous Jameis. Famous. Is Famous Jameis going to put up the amount of points that I think I, I, Matt I don't, Ryan? I don't know if Eat he's a dub. Eat a dub. Eat a dub. Eat a dub on him. Weird ass. I like the Falcons here. I'm taking the Titans. I'm going to ride with it. I already picked them in my picks. Um, they're big underdogs against the Ravens. So I'm going to double up with it. I'm taking the Falcons. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm doubling up. B? Oh, Falcons guy as well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Falcons. Wow. Okay. First, uh, first one on the Falcons. I don't. Me. I don't trust Jameis to win a football game. No. Okay. All right. So that is our picks of the week. Woo! This is interesting. This is gonna get. I mean, a lot of sweeps this week. But the Falcons, your t- your betting team, can totally <laughs> fuck <know>. you. <laughs> All right, so now it's time for a recap of our Week Ten Clear Eyes Full Heart Can't Lose Fantasy segment. Can't lose players. Uh, B. Ramick had Tom Brady. He said 286, three touchdowns. He actually went for 341, three touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, one berserk. He had Miles Sanders. Um, said 100 total yards, two touchdowns. Actual stat line was 95 yards and a two-point conversion. Uh, receiver, he had Mike Williams. He said seven receptions for 94 yards and one touchdown. Actually went for two receptions for 38 yards. That was dog shit. Um, tight end, he had Mark Andrews, six receptions, 78 yards, one touchdown. Actual stat line was seven receptions for 61 yards. To be fair, the number one tight end on the week was Gronk with two receptions, 51 yards, and a touchdown, so tight ends are rough. Uh, defense, he picked the Packers. D to have two sacks, two interceptions, one forced fumble, 13 points allowed. Actual stat was three sacks, one interception, 20 points allowed. Um, looking forward to his week 11 picks for clear eyes, full heart, can't lose players. He has Russell Wilson, um, 320 for three touchdowns, top three quarterback in fantasy this week. He needs it so bad. Please, Russell, for the sake of his fantasy team. So I think he's picking with his heart right there. Yeah. Um, notable, he has James Winston. Um, he said he better believe I'm betting on, on Winston prop bets for the over on passing yards and for him to throw over 1.5 interceptions. He is electric. Um, running back, he has DeAndre Swift. He says 76 rushing yards, 37 reception yards. 
Um, one touchdown. He's the guy now. Imagine that, Matt Patricia. You keep the most talented running back on your team on the field, and you actually win a game. Patricia is fat. <laughs> Patricia is fat, and I hope he's stupid number two pencil brain. <laughs> that was B. Ramix quotes on that. So much emotion. Uh, receiver, he has Justin Jefferson, seven receptions for 114 to one. He thinks he's a top 10 receiver this week. Tight end, Eric Ebron, six receptions for 54 yards, one touchdown. Tight end position is a wasteland. I hate Ebron, and I hope my tight end curse works and he does nothing and the Steelers lose. But honestly, a pretty good matchup. Uh, defense, he has the Dolphins defense against the Broncos. Three sacks, two receptions, one forced fumble. Drew Locke sucks. So that is our fantasy segment um, with our full eyes, or clear eyes, full heart, can't lose players. All right, now it's time for our weekly gambling picks. Mine was ass last week, and I want to talk about it. Um, this week I feel confident with it, though. Uh, my straight bet, I'm going to start with the Panthers, minus one point against the Lions at home. Um, without Bridgewater? Yeah, but no, you know. Um, Potentially no Stafford. No Stafford, maybe. I think the Lions going to change now. I still like the Panthers in this game to be my straight bet. We'll see how the line moves. We might make an adjustment there. Um, my teaser, six-point teaser, four teams. I like the Chiefs. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Tease them to half a point to win. It's so a pick them. Over in the New Orleans and the Atlanta game, it's 51-and-a-half. Teased out to 45-and-a-half. I think that flies. Um, the Vikings, minus 7-and-a-half. Teased out to 1-and-a-half against the Cowboys. Patriots, plus 2-and-a-half. They're um, dogs on the road at the Texans. Teased out to 8-and-a-half. I don't think they lose within um, two scores. Parlay. Once again, I throw Carolina in there. Uh, Moneyline Carolina, like I said, it might change depending on the status of the line with possible news that Stafford's out. Uh, Packers money line at the Colts. And I like the over in the Bucks and the Rams game. So um, that is my weekly gambling picks. Give you some good ones this week. Telling you I'm going to be back. Um, all right. So we have a new segment. <laughs> it's called Bet Roulette. Okay. Oh, so shit. we have a literal roulette wheel in the podcast studio right now. And we're each going to spin it. Each number represents a different game, okay, and a different bet. So whatever you roll, you are required to bet this week, okay? That, those are the rules. Everyone's good on it? Yeah. So we got to talk about how many units you want to put. So we say two units? It depends on what I get. <laughs> <laughs> two units. You two have to units? Sure. sure. Okay. Minimum of two of your units. So I have the list of bets, Okay. We have the roulette wheel. We're each going to spin. Who wants to go first? Mac, you're I'll going go. first. All right, Mac. <laughs> you had the phone in hand. <laughs> you're All right. All right, Mac. You're going first. So I'll spin the wheel. Oh, you, you, you get the ball, and you throw the ball in there whenever you're ready. And it's spinning. And it's spinning. We have a number. What do we have? 22. 22 black. Black. 22 black. Okay, you have to bet the over and over and NFC each team totals. Okay, so you have to bet the NFC North totals. Every the over for all those teams. Okay. So all NFC North games, you bet the over. Yes. For or, or for that individual team. For the the team totals. The team total. Team totals for the NFC North. Sorry. Okay. So you have to bet over 24 and a half. For the Packers' total points, you have to bet a parlay with it with Minnesota. Oh, this is a parlay? It's a parlay. Oh, straight up? Okay. This is a parlay. Over the Minnesota total points, 25. And over Detroit total points at 25. 
Oof. It might go down now because no Stafford, but it's a parlay of those three NFC North team team totals. Other than Detroit, that's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's, it's not terrible. Go down. It's not worse. All yeah. right. All right. So you have to take that. Okay. NFC Fair. North team total points parlay all of them together. We're gonna post that. We're gonna post it. Okay. B, you're up next. We're gonna keep record of the roulette wheel. See what. Here. I'll spin the wheel. All right. Spin for B. Black twenty. Black 20. Black 20. Okay. <laughs> you have to bet the AFC to cover all cross-conference matchups. We have three of them this week. Okay. Okay. You have the Bengals at Washington football team, plus a point and a half. Okay. Some at two. You have Indianapolis against the Packers. You're okay? kidding me. And you have Cleveland against the Eagles. So what are those numbers? What's the Cleveland numbers? Three I think it, two and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> Three and a half. So you might as well just bet a parlay, dude. You straight par- up, parlay them all. Parlay you can parlay money them all. line, dude. You can parlay them all. So I, Browns are winning. It says covered cross conference match. Bengals. They got to cover the Bengals, Colts, the AFC teams in and, that cross conference matchup. And, and Browns. Yep. Yeah. Got to cover. They got to cover all three of them. All right. So you can parlay it. It's pretty much what you got to do. You got to parlay it because all of them have to hit cool. for you to win. All right. So those three. Yeah, yeah. I'll go. I want a little harder than that. All right. All right. I give you a little more juice, dude. Oh, that's a good spin. That was like a roulette spin. Yeah, that was legit. That was from Casino. I'll probably bet 100 on this number whatever lands. I hope it's a good you one. You heard it here. I'm now double no, like, zeros. On roulette next time I play. Red, Red two 25. five. Twenty five. Bet, bet second half. <laughs> Red twenty five. This will be stupid. You have to bet all of B's games picks. <laughs> and we have pretty similar yeah. picks. Actually. Yeah, we're down. Actually, so, we're all similar so far. You haven't heard IGTV yet, but <laughs> but yeah, the only one yeah so everything right, you guys had right, was the same. Right now, your Packers. That is true. Everything we had was the same. Right yeah. now, your Ravens, Packers, Chiefs, Bucks parlay. You haven't Done. heard IGTV yeah, yet. Yeah, so Done. that's your parlay so far. So. Done. All right, that's no a pretty problem. good one. No problem. Right. No problem. I got you. See wise turn. That's a bad spin. Soft spin. Soft spin. Hey, it's kind of wiggling a little bit though. There we go. Double zero. Oh <laughs> yeah, my god. <laughs> what is it? Parlay. Bet every over. <laughs> <laughs> the entire week. To a unit. You're gonna win like a couple oh G's if it hits. Uh, double zero. Are you fucking me? <laughs> You bet. wanted to do this. Fuck. First week, double bet, zero. Double zero on the first week. Well, you can't bet every single game on the book, though. Isn't it like eight minimum? Or it's, eight I think max? it's nine. Eight max? So how are you going to determine that, then? We'll figure it out. <laughs> all right. But I have to do all overs, so. Um, no, that's, do two separate bets. One unit, one unit. All right, that's fair. Do you guys want that? All overs, just do, do two separate five bets, and four, split the games. Four, five, and whatever yeah. it is. All right, but double zero is really bet every over. Yeah, so one unit of pop for you. All right. I mean, you gotta split them up. Double zero? Are you kidding me? The first week, <laughs> all of these bets were kind of rough. Well, they were. I don't, I don't like mine at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's bet roulette. We're gonna do it every week. We're gonna have some good bets on there. We have a we have a template for it. So stay tuned. Um, that is episode one of the week. Our college and our NFL uh, breakdown. Stay tuned for episode two. We're gonna get into it right now. Uh, thanks for listening.
the boy.